okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts, Rarex, with the facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday afternoon so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my Ring of Honor Final Battle 2022 review. And I gotta say, great pay-per-view. And I have to admit, I have to admit, this was better than Full Gear. And I was at Full Gear. And I have to say, Final Battle was better than Full Gear. I gotta admit, I know it's Ring of Honor, it's not... AEW per se, but no, it was better than Full Gear. I'm not even going to lie. Like, if you had to ask me to rank the last four pay-per-views, if you had to ask me to rank the last four pay-per-views unbiased right here, here you go. So I would say Survivor Series be number one. I would put Final Battle number two. There's a reason why Survivor Series is number one, because of the War Games matches. So I put that number one. You know, especially with the main event, that just, that did it for me. That was awesome. They knocked that out of the ballpark. Final battle, I put number two. Um, I will put full gear number three. And I put, so I put, I'm about to say Survivor Series. I put Crown Jewel number four. And that doesn't mean Crown Jewel was bad. I actually really like Crown Jewel, but I got to put full gear third, honestly. You know, because... I would just say the match quality was a little bit better. In my honest opinion, my honest opinion, I'm not being biased at all. I'm not being biased at all, but I do think the number one pay-per-view in the last two months, right, the last four pay-per-views we've seen, I would put Survivor Series number one. Because like I said, that main event did it for me. That was just beautifully done. It was. It absolutely was. Even though there were kind of like, there were two matches on that card I didn't like, per se. Well, obviously the Ronda Shotzi match was fucking garbage. You know, but... The War Games matches, and of course the Triple Threat match the United States title was fucking great, so... That's all I gotta say about that. But Final Battle, though, was really good. I really enjoyed it. I caught up on it yesterday. Loved it. I loved it. I thought it was good. I feel like the quality of the matches... I feel like every match had great quality, honestly. I honestly felt like it did, so we'll, we'll go over the pre-show. I didn't watch that at all. I never watched the pre-show, no matter what company it is. That's just... That's just me, unless I'm there, you know, because I was there at full gear. So on the pre-show, Jeff Cobb beat Mascara Dorada, who was uh, Grand Mental League, for those who, don't, uh, those who don't know. I actually really like Grand Mental League. When he was in WWE and he was in the Cruiserweight division, I wanted him to get pushed to the fucking moon. I fucking loved him. We saw the Jericho Appreciation Society, Cool Ant Ange, and Daddy Magic beat the Shinobi Shadow Squad, Cheeseburger, and Eli... Isum, I believe they say his name. Uh, Willow Nightingale beat Trisha Dora. And top flight, Dante and Darius Martin beat The Kingdom, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett. So now getting to the main show. The first match here on the card, we had Blake Christian and A.R. Fox versus La Faccion and Corbinable, Rouge and Drillistico. Got to make good opener. Honestly, the ending was a little bit weird. And I feel like it was the wrong winner. I don't know if the referee botch this finish or if it was meant to happen you know honestly with the next three AEW shows coming up the next special shows that are coming up I want to see Rouge versus uh, AR Fox because AR Fox man I didn't know who he was until he came into AEW but then I found out he trained Austin Theory and a lot of others he did he did a pretty damn good job training Austin Theory look at Theory now Theory's a fucking star and I know it's gonna ruffle a lot of feathers but the guy's a fucking star um but yeah, this was a good tag team match start off right here. Blake Christian, first time seeing him wrestle. 
he did pretty good. I love Rouge, you know, Jolisico. First time seeing him wrestle, did, he did pretty good, honestly. Um, but like I said, I feel like there was, I feel like there were the wrong winners in this match. Because Blake Christian and AR Fox got the win. It was like a botch kind of finish. But overall, I mean, I don't know if it was a botch finish, but that was planned. But overall, though, the quality in this match was pretty cool. It really was. You know, Roosh is a former Ring of Honor World Champion. I kind of wish he was booked more. A little bit more, a little bit booked more uh, strongly, I should say. Because he can legit go after the AEW World title. I know he had that Eliminator match against Moxley at uh, Fight of the Fallen back in July. But he could, well, you're not going to have him go after MJF. You're not going to do heel versus heel, so. Even though I kind of would like to see that match, honestly. I think that'd be kind of cool, but I doubt it. I kind of doubt it. But I kind of want to see him, you know, be booked more strongly, honestly. You know, he's been on the AEW contract for the last couple months now. I know the whole thing with Andrade getting suspended. Well, he just had surgery recently, so we don't know if we'll see Andrade again on AEW television. That remains to be seen. That remains to be seen, you know. If he if Andrade does come back, I'd like to see him and Rouge go after the tag team titles. I honestly would. I actually wanted to see that. I wanted to see them go after the tag team titles. It would have been kind of cool to see. But we'll see if Andrade does come back. I hope that he does. If not, if he goes back to WWE, that's great too. Maybe we could, we could see a program between him and Santos Escobar if he joins Legado. That'd be really cool, honestly. That would be really fucking cool. Just throwing it out there. Um... And, uh, let's see. With this match, though, this tag team match, like I said, the quality itself was good. I thought it was decent. Um, just the ending was very weird. Like, AR Fox hit, like, a frog splash, I believe, on Drillistico. Went for the cover, one, two, and referee Stephon Smith counted three. It looked like Drillistico kicked out, but he counted three. So I don't know if that was planned right there. Maybe to, you know, maybe for Roosh to get some heat. On AR Fox in a way where he beats him up after the match because after the match fucking Rouge and Jalisco beat the shit out of Blake Christian AR Fox. So you could say this is far from over. I, I just hope within these uh, three AEW shows coming up, the special shows coming up, like Winter is Coming, Holiday Bash, and uh, New Year's Smash, I'd like to see Rouge versus AR Fox, honestly. AR Fox has got some talent. He really does. He was in that trios match with Top Flight against Death Triangle last month. He took on Samoa Joe in an open challenge for the TNT title. He's got a lot of talent, man. He really does. You know, his shit looks his shit looks real when he's doing like the high flying shit. Like it doesn't look fake, honestly. Like it look it looks legitimately real. You know, where he doesn't take too long, like he's going right after you. Which I love to see. But it was a decent tag team match. You know, we'll see where this goes now going forward. And we shall see. You know, Blake Christian, I don't know if this is like his first ever pay-per-view, honestly. I mean, I thought he looked good, honestly. I know he wrestled, he's wrestling GCW, you know, garbage fucking championship wrestling, whatever the fuck it's called. That's, you'll never catch me watching that. I'm just saying that. That's all I'm going to say. I don't like it. I don't like GCW at all. I know it's wrestling. I just don't like it. But now getting to the next match right here. So there are eight matches on this card. This next match for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, Mercedes Martinez defending her Ring of Honor Women's World Championship against the fallen goddess Athena. And I gotta admit, though, this match really, really surprised me. It seriously, seriously surprised me. I'm not gonna lie. Because I did not expect this match to be good. I thought it was gonna be like a little bit boring the first few minutes and it'll start to pick up. 
But no, there was really good action throughout this whole match. We know Mercedes has been dealing with an injury. She's been winning recently on AEW Dark, from what I checked. You know, and I love Athena's character change. I seriously do. I seriously, seriously do. She's doing a pretty good. She's doing a pretty damn good job. Because when, because with her as a baby face, honestly, you look at her as a baby face and look at her as a heel. I like her heel work a lot better, even though it's only been a short heel run so far. She's doing pretty damn good as a heel. She really is. She's making it work. She's more stiff in the ring. And see, people thought she was legitimately trying to hurt her opponent when she was being stiff. This is back on, like, AEW Dark Elevation, back in October in Toronto. Everybody thought she was legit trying to hurt her opponent. She was just being stiff. That was a change in her character. And you have people saying she should be fired and all that. You know, what the hell? You know, people are so fickle. These are the type of people that want the old-style wrestling to come back. And then Athena's doing that, and it's like, oh, hold on a second. I mean, seriously, come on. Let's be real for a second. Don't be, don't be fickle. Don't be fickle. Come on. But I love Athena's character change, honestly. I really do. I seriously, seriously do. And she's always been good in the ring ever since, you know... She was in WWE as Ember Moon. She was great. Even before that, in the indie scene, she was great. She's always been great in the ring. Her promo skills have been like, you know, whatever. But I'm liking her heel run so far. I seriously am. I am enjoying her heel run. I really am. You know, she kicked ass in this match. Mercedes kicked ass. You know, Athena was getting cheered heavily. Well, they were in Texas. That's her home state right there. It's her hometown of Texas. So you expected her. You had to expect her to get cheered. Mercedes was getting fucking booed. But she did good, Mercedes, honestly. She really did good in this match. I mean, her run as Ring of Honor Women's Champion, the first half it was good, you know, when she beat Deanna Perrazzo to become the Undisputed Women's Champion. And then she had that mini feud with Serena Deeb, and they, they were the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view. That was a good match. I wanted Serena to win, but it was a good match nonetheless. You know, and then she's been dealing with an injury, and you know, I'm surprised that... I'm kind of surprised that Tony didn't make like an interim Ring of Honor Women's Championship, but uh, that kind of surprised me, honestly. But I'm happy that Athena got the title shot right here. I'm happy that she won. She did win in a cheating way. She ripped up the turnbuckle. And then she fucking tossed it. I don't know if she tossed it to the ramp or she tossed it to the crowd or whatever it was. And then the referee got a little bit distracted and Mercedes' head bounced off the turnbuckle. She fell down. Athena hits her finisher. One, two, three, and Athena is the new Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. And I couldn't be any I couldn't be any more happier for her. Cause I've always liked Athena, even when she was Ember Moon, I've always liked her. I've always wanted her to legit get pushed to the moon, and I'm happy that she's the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. And honestly, looking deep into her run, I think she drops the belt to Willow Nightingale because I was thinking maybe Willow Nightingale beats Jade Cargill like she's the one to do it. I don't know if that's going to happen. I could see Willow Nightingale beating Athena for the women's title down the line. Like, give it a few months, I think Willow beats Athena. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she does wind up beating Jade, which I kind of would prefer, you know, because she's faced Jade three times. But, you know, Will has been in Ring of Honor. She's gotten Ring of Honor women's title shots. You know, I really would like to see her beat Jade. I mean, either way, if she beats Jade or if she beats Athena, she's going to get a large reaction. She's going to get a huge reaction if she wins. She's really good. 
So, if you had to ask me who she should beat, again, I would say Jade. I would like her to be the one to beat Jade, because she legit can beat her. She's faced her three times. You'd have to think it's four times a charm. You'd have to think so, honestly. But we shall see. We shall see what happens. It was a great women's match right here between Mercedes and Athena. I liked it. I seriously liked it. It was good. A lot of great action, good quality in this match. And let's see how Athena, Athena's title ring goes now. I hope that's good. I seriously hope that's good. You know, we could still see her win the AEW Women's World title down the line. It could still happen. It very much could. But listen, she's the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. And I'm happy for it. She definitely deserves it. Let's see what happens now. And I'll get into the next match. It's a tag team match. We have Swerve in Our Glory, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor Promotions. That would be Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey. So you start to learn a little bit more right here about Ring of Honor as it goes along. Because I never knew that Keith Lee and Shane Taylor were together. Because, you know, Shane Taylor showed up on Rampage a couple weeks ago. You know, he was talking about the history him and Keith Lee had. I was like, what history? Then they showed it in a vignette. Last week, I was like, oh, okay, this is how they know each other. They were in a group together, Shane Taylor Promotions, and, of course, Keith Lee left. So you start to, like, realize, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, but then you have people on Twitter complaining. Like, oh, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Then they explain it. Oh, who cares? They just explained it for you. You ask how they know each other, what's the beef, there it is. And this is a good tag team match, honestly. I thought it was going to be pretty short. It was good. I liked it. It's a good tag team match. Keith Lee in his home state right there of Texas got a nice reaction. You know, I really have enjoyed Swerve and Keith Lee teaming up. You know, when they started teaming up back in, what was it, like March or April, I believe, I didn't really know what to think of them teaming up. You know, I kind of felt like they'd be better on their own. But I was happy when they won the tag team titles, even though I, I wanted Starks and Hobbs to win. I was happy for Keith Lee and Swerve. It was really surprising to see them win the tag team titles, it really was. It seriously, seriously was. And they got a loud reaction when they won. I was like, holy shit. Like, did they really just win? I couldn't even believe it. You know, and their run as tag team champions only lasted about, you know, two months. But that program with the Acclaim was really good. You know, Swerve, like, slowly turning heel. Keith Lee kind of like, you know, listen, man, I don't want to turn. I want to, you know, I want to be a good guy right here. I'm not trying to be like you and be a heel. You know, but I have liked them teaming up. Of course, recently, you know, how Swerve has been more heelish and Keith Lee's kind of like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Let's not, you know, be bad guys and shit like that. I think eventually, eventually when they go their separate ways, which might happen pretty soon, might happen on Dynamite tomorrow, because what happens in this match. I really want to see Swerve versus Keith Lee. I really do. Maybe they're saving it for Revolution, which makes sense. You know, you build up the program. You don't want to do it, like, on a random dynamite. It makes sense. I mean, it honestly makes sense. I would prefer it on pay-per-view as well with the story that they're building up. You know, there's been tension building up for so long between these two. They've accidentally hit each other in multiple matches. Keith Lee walking out on Swerve at full gear. But there's a lot of good action. This match, this guy, uh, J.D. Griffey, not too bad, honestly. He's got some talent. Shane Taylor's great. Great big man. Fucking him and Keith Lee were beating the shit out of each other, picking each other up left and right. And it was good. Really good tag team match. And towards the end, it seemed like, you know, Swerve and Keith Lee, you know, it's like, all right. They're working together pretty well until Keith Lee accidentally knocks him out. I'm like, oh, shit. 
I think Keith Lee was trying to knock out, I think, Griffey, I believe. And he accidentally hit Swerve. I was like, oh, here we go. And Swerve gets up, and he walks away. He walks out on Keith Lee. So, basically, he repays the favor, honestly. When you want to think about it, because Keith Lee did walk out on Swerve. You know, because Swerve was doing his, you know, heel tactics in that, uh... In the match at full gear. And that was the pliers, because I was trying to think of a word in my full gear review. He grabbed the pliers, he was going to go after Bowens. And then Keith Lee's like, no, I'm not having it. So, Swerve kind of did repay the favor. So, you can kind of say they're even in a way... We all know they're not even. We're going to hear something on Dynamite tomorrow. I mean, honestly, what I would do, I would have Keith Lee call out Swerve, you know. Here's what you do. So Keith Lee calls out Swerve. I would do this tomorrow. Yeah, and they're in Texas, so, you know, Keith Lee will get a nice reaction. Or if you want to do it at Holiday Bash, that's still in Texas. Keith Lee will get a nice reaction. Nonetheless, he calls out Swerve and says, listen, man. Let's just squash this right here. Let's go back to being a great tag team. Let's go after those tag team titles again. We owe the acclaim right here. Let's go get them. Let's stop, you know, beefing and everything. Let's just be a great tag team like we were the first couple months. And then you have Swerve, quote-unquote, agree, saying, you know what, Keith, you're right, you're right. They hug it out. Low blow, Swerve beats the shit out of him. Writes Keith Lee off TV for at least a few weeks. And Swerve does his thing. Being a nasty heel, getting people pissed off and shit, destroying his opponents, and then there you go. You got your match revolution. There you go. Maybe you could have Keith Lee cost Swerve a face of revolution qualifying match. You could do that. You honestly could do that. That's what I like to see. We'll see if they do it, though. We'll see if they do it, though. But Keith Lee right here was 2 on 1. It was 2 on 1. He was able to handle it, though. He was able to handle it. He took out Griffey, took out Shane Taylor, got the pin, one, two, three, and Swerving Our Glory gets the win. But we'll see what now happens on Dynamite tomorrow. We'll see if we hear anything, because honestly, they should do that. I would like to see that. Especially, you know, the heat Swerve will get if he betrays Keith Lee and Keith Lee's home state. There you go. There you go. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I'd like to see it. We'll see what happens. Now getting to the next match right here for the six-man world tag team titles. We have Dalton Castle and the boys defending their Ring of Honor world six-man world tag team titles against the Embassy, Brian Cage, and the Gates of Agony, Khan, and Toa Leona. And this was good. And, you know, I got to be honest, I really like Dalton Castle. I really do. The guy is fucking over as fuck. He's good. Honestly, I know he's a former Ring of Honor World Champion, which I really didn't know until he showed up on AEW television back in April and he was going after Jonathan Gresham for the title when they wrestled the Battle of the Belts. Was that the second Battle of the Belts they did last year? Or excuse me, this year, this year, my fault. Um, He's got some talent, Dalton Castle. He really does. He seriously, seriously does. He's over with the people. He's good. I like him. I honestly would like to see him more on AEW television. I really would. He's over with the crowds, you know, wherever they go. I like to see him more on TV. I seriously would. I think in any promotion, like even if he was in WWE, I think he would get over completely. I think he would. It's just like the charisma that he's got, and he's good in the ring too. It's not like he's just a good character and he's bad in the ring or vice versa. Like, no, he's the total package. He's a great fucking character. 
and he's great in the ring. I think any promotion he was he could be in, it would work. I could see him as a world champion in any promotion. I'm being serious. Any promotion, it doesn't matter what it is, I think he could be the world champion. I seriously think he could be, and I think he would get over. I think he could. But this is enjoyable right here, this uh, six-man tag team match. I love the Gates of Agony. I like Khan and Toa Leona. I mean, I've always liked Brian Cage, honestly, when he came to AEW in 2020. And we had that feud with John Moxley. I thought it was pretty good. I feel like he could have been utilized a little bit better when you want to think about it. I think he kind of got buried when he lost to Darby. I mean, honestly, well, Darby didn't beat him clean at New Year's Smash Night 2 last year. Like, he didn't beat him clean, but when you want to think about it, in a legit fight with Brian Cage, with all that muscle and size he has on Darby Allen, in a legit fight, come on, Cage would fucking destroy him. I know underdog mentality, yeah, I get it. I mean, obviously, I'm happy that Darby retained last year, but he could have given the TNT title to Cage. He could have, but Cage recently, being on AEW television again, and now being featured more in Ring of Honor, I feel like he's getting booked a lot better. In my honest opinion. And especially now with the result with this match. I really liked it. I love the results of this match right here. You know. I'm happy the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage won the six-man tag team titles. I'm really, I really am. You know. And the fucking boys did everything they could to fucking Cage. And Cage just wasn't happy. He was fucking tossing around like nothing. He was fucking doing lift-ups with them. I'm like, oh my god. See, the thing with Cage is... He could legit be a world champion, but he can't talk. I mean, when you want to think about it, he kind of was like a Brock Lesnar type for a little while with Taz. You know, Taz is his mouthpiece. And Cage just wreaks havoc on everybody. I mean, Cage could still be world champion, honestly. He really could, but he needs a mouthpiece. I mean, he's got Prince Nana now with the Gates of Agony, so there you go. He just needs a mouthpiece. Like, he can cut a little bit of promos, like vignettes he can cut. But if he's talking regularly, it's not going to work. Because the thing with Cage is, he just sounds like a normal guy. You think with his fucking size, he would sound like a monster. Like, look how Brock Lesnar talks. Brock Lesnar sounds like a fucking beast. Even when he's talking normally, he sounds intimidating. Cage, he just sounds like a regular guy from California. Because that's where he's from. That's what he sounds like. It's not an insult, it's just what he sounds like. He's got the look, but when he speaks, it just doesn't come out correctly. It's like, well, this guy, this guy's a monster. He just sounds like a guy from California. That's all that I'm saying. I mean, if Cage was from the South, oof. I think he would sound like a fucking monster then, or at least the fucking Midwest or whatever. But no, the six-man tag was good. I liked it. I liked it, honestly. See, what if I... I've missed so much with Ring of Honor, honestly. Because I never got into Ring of Honor until, you know, of course, they, you know, of course, until Tony Khan announced that he was a new owner of Ring of Honor. I mean, I'd seen Ring of Honor clips in the past and everything, but I never watched the Ring of Honor pay-per-view until July. I swear to God, it's it just, all the things I've missed, all the clips I've seen from the past and everything, I'm like, oh my God, I really missed all this shit. I could have legit watched all this. Would have been cool. But really cool. But listen, it's cool now, honestly. Like, a lot of people want to say Ring of Honor is dead. I mean, it's really not. It was dead before until Tony Khan picked it up. When you want to think about it. I mean, they're going to get their own deal because he announced. Tony Khan announced after the show they're going to be on Honor Club. So it's a 99-month subscription that he said it's going to be. 
um, for Ring of Honor. I thought they were honestly going to be on HBO Max. I mean, I never heard of Honor Club, so... I mean, I mean I'll think about maybe getting it, honestly. I, m- I might. I would prefer it to be on HBO Max, but... Eh, listen, that's their own deal right there, Honor Club. All right, cool. But let's see how that works out. Hopefully they get a TV deal, honestly. I mean, honestly, why not put them on Thursday nights? Why not put them on Thursday nights on TBS? There's nothing going on on Thursday nights on TBS. Why not try that? I mean, I'm not saying they're going to draw a million every night. I I don't think it would happen. Maybe their first show, yeah, after that, probably not. But nothing's going on on Thursday nights on TBS, so why not try that? That could be an option. Definitely could be. But with this match right here with the Embassy, I like them. I've liked them since they've come on to AEW television, you know. It was a good six-man tag team match. It's a shame that Dalton Castle and the boys aren't the champions anymore. But the Embassy got the win, and they are the new six-man Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. I'm happy, though. I think it's a better decision. Because you have to think, if, if Cage... If Cage and the Gates of Agony would have lost this match, that would have hurt them completely. Because it's nothing against Dalton Castle. Because he could be a legit threat in the ring. But the boys, I mean, come on. Let's just be real. But hey, listen, good for uh, the Embassy, the new Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. You know, honestly, I would like to see a nice crossover with the Ring of Honor six-man tag team time, the six-man tag team champions and the trios champions in AEW. Because we know on January 4th, we know on January 4th, um, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega aren't going to be at uh, Dynamite because Kenny Omega is wrestling Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know who the Young Bucks are wrestling. I don't know if they're going to be there. But why not for that show, just to keep Death Triangle fresh, why not do Death Triangle versus the Embassy? I mean, you could have the Young Bucks cost Death Triangle the match if they're there. At least somebody from the Elite to cost Death Triangle match so... The Embassy looks strong. Because that'd be a good match, honestly. Dead Triangle versus the Embassy. And the Embassy goes over. That would be nice. I would not mind that at all. I don't think they're going to do that. That's probably not even their plan. It's probably not even close. But hey, it's an option. Why not give it a chance? That's all I got to say. So next match, Ray, we have four more matches to talk about. This is for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. We have Daniel Garcia defending... Here's Ring of Honor Pure Championship against Mr. Wheeler Yuta. So Garcia's been champion since uh, Dynamite back in September. It was a Dynamite after All Out where Garcia beat Yuta in the main event in his hometown to become the Ring of Honor Pure World Champion. Or not World Champion, excuse me. It's the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. And this is really good. And the whole thing with, you know, a pure match right here, pure wrestling match. You're only allowed like one close fist as like a warning. One close fist shot. That's the only, you only get one. It's like a warning, basically. And you get three rope breaks each. And fucking Garcia, man, he was smart in this match. Because he made Yuta lose all three of his rope breaks like seven minutes into this match. Just a 14 minute match. So you can say halfway into this match, Yuta had no more rope breaks. No more. No more at all. Very smart out of Garcia. Very, very smart. And I honestly got to say, because these two have wrestled three times. They wrestled back at the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view where Yuta was champion. He retained against Garcia. 
And, um, of course, you know, Garcia got his revenge against Yuta in his hometown in Buffalo. The time after All Out to become the pure champion. So now it's basically like their grudge match. I would say this is their best one. And these two have good chemistry in the ring. They honestly do. They're pretty good in the ring against each other. I hope more in the future, maybe for like an AEW title, maybe like the TNT title. Because honestly, these two guys could elevate themselves into becoming a world champion in the future. They really could. You know, Garcia's mic skills have gotten a little bit better. In the ring, Garcia's always been good, in my honest opinion. Same thing with Yuta. His mic skills still need a little bit more work. They still need a little bit more work, but he's fantastic in the ring. I would like to see Yuta and Garcia maybe fight for an AEW championship in the future. It'd be nice. I mean, they're both very young, which Yuta, like, 26, and Garcia's, like, what, 23? These guys got a long way to go. That's all I got to say. So we'll see what happens. Um, but this is a good match. You know, I like the pure, you know, rules like I just mentioned. It's creative. Well, they've done it for so many years. It's just really cool to see, you know, when you're watching it. It was good. It's been good. I mean, Garcia's pure title reign, he really hasn't defended it as much. I don't think he... I'm not sure if he even defended it, like, on Dynamite or Rampage. I'm not sure. I think maybe defended, like, on Dark. But I don't think he's, like, defended it really, like, at all. Honestly, I don't think he has. On television, I don't believe that he's defended it. I don't believe so. You know, of course, now the Ring of Honor's got the whole Honor Club thing. We'll definitely see you to defend the title there. You have to think he would. And, of course, you know, the pay-per-views they said were still going to be, like, regular pay-per-views. So, you, you buy it, it's $40. You know, it's worth it, honestly. It's only a few, every few months. And if the quality's good, it's definitely, you know, definitely worth it. But, again, with this match, it was great. These guys, again, like I said, great chemistry. They really do have great chemistry in the ring. I could see these guys have a best of seven. I honestly could. I would watch it. Definitely would. If they ever go at it again, do a submissions match. Like, well, there's no Ring of Honor title in picture, honestly. Like, if they're going after an AEW title, or if they're just going at it on Dynamite or Rampage, let them have a submissions match. Or even on pay-per-view. Like an AEW pay-per-view. Let it be a submissions count anywhere match. I think it'd be fucking good. But Yuna right here took advantage in the end. Like I said, he had no rope breaks at the seven-minute mark on this match. No rope breaks. No rope breaks at all. <laughs> he was basically like a... He was a huge underdog in this match. I mean, he was an underdog coming in anyway. I forgot to mention... I forgot to... I almost forgot to mention before this match, actually... We saw Top Flight talking backstage with Lexi Nick and then... 2.0 interrupted. And they went after Top Flight. Top Flight took them out. 2.0 went in the ring and they were fucking trashing Garcia. Uh, not Garcia, trashing Yuta and everything. And saying that Claudio's going to join Jericho because, you know, in the whole world title match, if Claudio loses to Jericho, he's going to be forced to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. So fucking Daddy Magic took out the hat and said, You guys will be a tag team, you and Hager. You'll be called Hat Trick. But yeah, then Yuta came out and they just walked away. But um, so I almost forgot to mention that, so that's on me. But back to this match, though. Like I said, Yuta, he kept on fighting. Even with no more rope breaks, he just kept on fucking fighting. Kept fighting back against Garcia. He fought to the very end. 
till the very, very end he fought in this match, and it worked. And he got fucking Garcia in the submission hole right here at the end. Garcia faded. And you hear, like, Ian Riccoboni on fucking commentary. He's out. He's out. And Garcia, he was out. Match stops. Wheeler Yuta is back on top as the Ring of Honor pure champion. Great match. Great fucking match. Garcia kind of did give Yuta a sign of respect. Like, Yuta was going to shake his hand. And Garcia just kicked the championship and then he picked it back up and handed it to Yuta. So that was kind of a sign of respect. Like, all right, fine. You want here? Here's a championship. You won. Whatever. That's basically the only sign of respect you'll see out of Garcia. So we'll see what happens going forward with the Jericho Appreciation Society with Garcia losing the title. But now we get to the next match right here for the Ring of Honor. World Tag Team Titles. FTR defending their Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles against them boys, the Briscoes. Holy fucking shit. Like, I didn't see their first match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles where FTR won. Of course, I watched their second match. What was it? Two out of three falls, I believe, in uh, July. That match was awesome. This match, the double dog collar match. Holy fuck. Holy fuck is all I got to say. This is like the third dog collar match I've ever watched. It was Cody Rhodes against the great late Mr. Brody Lee back in October of 2020. And, of course, Punk and MJF back in Revolution this year. And now FTR versus the Briscoes. Holy shit. You want to talk about pure fucking violence in this match? Gory fucking violence. Oof. If you like that type of shit, then go watch this match. Go watch this 22-minute classic. Because, oh my god. These four guys beat the shit out of each other. Legitimately beat the piss out of each other. In this match. Just. What the fuck. That's all I gotta say is what the fuck. All four guys were fucking bleeding in this match. Like oh my god. They put themselves through fucking hell. You've never seen that at FTR though. We know the Briscoes have had. These type of matches for so many years. FTR not really. They're not that kind of tag team that goes. That extreme. Like they just do their shit. They're, like a, they're an old school tag team. Even though old school tag teams did that you know, shit in the past as well. But you never really seen that in FTR at times. You, you really haven't. But man. Holy cow. Did they beat the shit out of each other. They beat the piss out of each other in this match. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful match. My god. They put themselves through hell. Jumping off the fucking ramp. Just, oh my god. Just seeing the spots they were doing. Landing on chairs, tables. Like, holy fuck. Even the referee was bleeding. Fucking, what's his name? Mike Posey got accidentally hit by Dax Harwood by the chain. He was bleeding. I'm like, oh my god. The referee's bleeding in this match. Jesus, man. Fucking crazy. Just straight up, straight up crazy shit in this match. Man, I would love to see these guys go at it again. I really would. I seriously, seriously would. 
I mean, I don't know if the Briscoes will ever show up on AEW television. Apparently, they're banned from Warner because I think one of them made homophobic comments in the past. So I don't think we'll ever see them on AEW television. That's why the Gun Club had to... Or, well, they're not really the Gun Club anymore because, you know, Billy's not there with them. But Colton Austin Gun, you know, basically, you know, they read the fucking paper that the Briscoe sent, you know, we'll see on Saturday, double dog collar match. But man, do these four fucking tag, four tag teams, four men in these two tag teams, they gave each other hell. They seriously did. And to those who haven't seen this match, or to those who haven't seen the pay-per-view, if you have a chance, go watch it, man. Go fucking watch this shit. Or if you just want to see this tag team match, go for it. I'm not going to judge you. You don't watch the whole thing. That's fine. But I definitely recommend this match 10 out of 10, honestly. I recommend this tag team match. I definitely, definitely recommend this tag team match. You have to see it. You seriously, seriously have to see this match. You have to. It's definitely worth it. It's absolutely fucking worth it. It's absolutely worth it right here. That's all I gotta say. It's absolutely worth it. Even like towards the end of this match right here, I think they did like, what was that, a table spot that they did? Or even like, a, I think they did a couple chair spots, landing on each other. I'm just like, holy fuck, man. How much more can these guys take? Like seriously, how much more can they take? Even I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, how much more? How much more can these bastards go through? They went through hell and back in this match, like I mentioned. Jesus. They seriously went through hell and back. They really did. Jesus Christ. Towards the end right here, one of the Briscoe brothers had, was it Dax in the fucking, uh, like a type of chokehold. And Cash Wheel was trying to get back in the ring. And Dax Harwood knocked out, and that was it. The Briscoes are 13-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Just instant classic. Instant classic fucking tag team match. It was awesome. But after the match, the Briscoes showed respect to FTR. They They all showed respect to each other. But then here come the ass boys. Colton and Austin Gunn. They come out. They beat the shit out of FTR. The Briscoes chase them off. The Briscoes chase them off. Saying get the hell out of here. And I think Tax Harwood refers on the microphone. I think he said fuck something. Whatever it was. And he said it's our mission now to kick you guys ass. So we're definitely going to get that FTR. Colton and Austin Gunn match. Well you can say they are the gun club together. So we are going to get that gun club FTR match. Can't wait to see it. But yeah, it was nice right there. And then the Briscoes and FTR hugs. They shook hands. They raised each other's arms up. It was a nice sign of respect. Great fucking match. Awesome. Just straight up awesome. Loved it. Just loved this match. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? But again, definitely, to those who want to see this match, I definitely recommend it. I 
definitely recommend this match. You love tag team wrestling, this is the match for you. I guarantee it. So two more matches left here to talk about for the Ring of Honor World Television title. We have Samoa Joe defending his Ring of Honor World Television title against Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson, who was recently signed to AEW, called out Samoa Joe. He called out Samoa Joe about a couple weeks ago. So for those who think this is random, I mean, it is. But Juice Robinson made the open challenge. This wasn't just made random. Like, Juice Robinson's making the challenge. He challenges Samoa Joe. It's an open challenge match. It was made official. And I liked it. I like Juice Robinson. I think he's got a lot of talent. You know, I like the match he had against uh, Moxley a couple months ago in September. It was a dynamite after uh, Grand Slam. It was an eliminator match for the world title. I liked it. I think he's got a lot of talent. I like to see him feature more on AEW. He was recently just signed, so I kind of like to see him go in the mid-card, honestly. He could elevate himself to going after the world title. We'll definitely see. I kind of want to see him versus Danielson. like Because we all know Danielson's going to go after MJF pretty soon. Why not do that kind of match? Let Robinson rack up some wins. Let Danielson rack up some wins. And let those two go out like at a special dynamite before Revolution. Why not, right? I'd do it. I'd love to see that match in the main event. Juice gets elevated right there by Danielson. He'll probably get a nice reaction throughout this match. Or throughout that match, excuse me. And of course you have Danielson win. But I'd like to see it. We shall see. But, man, I got to be honest, though, with Samoa Joe. Like, when he came to AEW, I was, you know, a little bit happy. I shouldn't say a little bit. I was pretty much excited. Like, okay, this is pretty cool. We know he's got his injury problems. You know, he stepped away for a little while just to film a show. I thought he was hurt, but he was filming a show. But then, you know, he's been back on TV since September. He's been wrestling almost, like, weekly. He turned on Wardlow, won the TNT title. He's a double champion. He is the king of television. We want to think about it. And he looks like prime Samoa Joe, honestly. These last couple months, or his last few weeks, I should say, he really has looked like prime Samoa Joe. Just beating up everyone in plain sight. I mean, I'm sure Darby's going to get his rematch when they go to Seattle. That's what I think, honestly. I don't think Darby's going to beat Joe. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I kind of want to see Darby win back the TNT title, but we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see what happens. But uh, my Samoa Joe's looked really good recently. He looks like Prime Samoa Joe, and he looked like Prime Samoa Joe in this match against Juice Robinson. And Juice did everything he could. Did everything he could, but Joe was able to catch with the muscle buster. One, two, three, and Samoa Joe retained the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. He's been Ring of Honor World Television Champion for about eight months now because he beat Minoru Suzuki for it on Dynamite in April, and he hasn't looked back. He has not looked back at all since he's won it. I mean, granted, the first couple months in his title reign, he did walk away to, for a while to uh, to film the show. So he has been away for a while, but ever since, ever since he's come back and been wrestling, you know, weekly and shit, he's done great. He just looks like Prime Samoa Joe. He really does. He honestly, honestly does. And I'm loving it. I really am. But now we get to the main event of the evening right here. For the Ring of Honor World Championship. The Ocho, Chris Jericho defending his Ring of Honor World Championship against the Swiss Superman, Claudio Castanoli. And I was there 
for Grand Slam when Jericho won the Ring of Honor World title. thought the match was good. And I thought this match was good, too. It was a good main event. Before the match even started, fucking Jericho was going after Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccoboni. Fucking chased them off commentary. But then Claudio got Jericho back in the ring. And Riccoboni and Coleman went back on fucking commentary. And they were just tearing Jericho apart. Especially Riccoboni. He was so biased in this match. Cheered so hard for Claudio. It almost sounded like Shivani in a way. Kind of like when you see MJF wrestle. You know, Shivani's always biased in a way. I mean, Ian Riccoboni was just going off on fucking Jericho throughout this match. I mean, granted, fucking Jericho beat him up last month, so it makes sense. Um, but this is a good main event. It was a good main event, honestly. We all know the stipulation. If, you know, Claudio loses, he's got to join the JAS. So you kind of have to think Claudio is definitely going to win this match, honestly. Because then you have to think about it. Who's Jericho going to lose to? And Jericho's had a nice run. As Ring of Honor World Champion. He's been Ring of Honor World Champion for three months. He had a good run. He seriously did. I was really happy for him to see him win the Ring of Honor World title. I was ecstatic when he won at Grand Slam. And I was there. I was fucking ecstatic to see him win. I was like, holy shit. And even the reaction he got to when he won, it was loud. I don't know how loud it sounded on TV. But man, it was loud in person. I'm not even kidding. Um, but this is a good main event, though. You know, Claudio, he really had the advantage over Jericho because he hit him with a neutralizer maybe like a couple minutes into this match, and Jericho was kind of, like, reeling from it. It was almost like Jericho was, like, fighting back after hitting that neutralizer. Like, Claudio took control right then and there. I mean, Jericho got his shit in, you know. We saw Daddy Magic and fucking Cool Hand Ange come out as Daddy Magic hands to Jericho the bat. He knocks out Claudio. 2.0 gets kicked out. Jericho wasn't able to get the win right there. They go back and forth a little bit. No Hager got involved. Hager didn't get involved in this match. No uh, Garcia, Guevara, no Anna, JAS, no Ty Mello. Nobody else from the Jericho Appreciation Society got involved in this match. Nobody from the Blackpool Combat Club. We didn't even see Yuta come out to go after 2.0 at all. That was kind of surprising. It was back and forth, back and forth. Jericho had him in the walls. Claudio gets out of it. Going for the sharpshooter. Jericho gets out of it. And then fucking Claudio starts spinning Jericho around. He's got him in, I guess you can call it the Claudio swing now. And he swung like 30 times. And Jericho tapped out. He tapped out in the swing. And Claudio Castanoli is once again Ring of Honor World Champion. He's now the 38th Ring of Honor World Champion. Kind of surprised with the finish. Or not, not, not like the finish. I should say like the result. Because I kind of didn't see Claudio winning back the Ring of Honor World title. It was really surprising. It was really, really surprising. But hey, listen. I'm a little bit upset. I'm a little bit upset that um, that Jericho lost. So, yeah, because Jericho's my guy. Everybody knows that. Everybody who knows me, Jericho. Everybody knows. People who know me know that Jericho is my guy. So I was a little bit upset that he lost. But listen, I'm happy for uh I'm happy for Claudio. He's back on top, so we'll see how his reign goes now as um Ring of Honor World Champion again. Let's see what happens. I'm not sure when the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view is gonna be. If I had to guess, I would say in April. I would have to say it probably will be in April, because it was Super Card of Honor 
there was the one in April uh, this year. So I have to assume that's going to be their next one, uh, Ring of Honor Supercard. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't do it the weekend of WrestleMania. I do it the weekend after. That's just that's just what I would do. I wouldn't go up competing against WrestleMania. I wouldn't even do it on the Friday. I would wait. I would just do it the next weekend. That's all. Just do it the next Saturday. Don't don't try to compete. Don't do that shit. It's not gonna work. That's all that I'm trying to say. But it was good though. It was really good. It was a good pay per view. I'm happy Claudio, I'm happy from that he's back on top. I'm happy Athena's women's champion. You know, it was overall just a really good quality card. It was a good pay-per-view. I really liked it. I seriously, seriously liked it. I can't wait for the next one. I really can't wait for the next one. It's going to be good. I, I'm, I'm really happy. I really am. But alright guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I hope you guys enjoyed my review of Ring of Honor Final Battle. The next time I'll talk to you guys, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. I know my cowboy just made a signing. I'll definitely talk about that in my predictions episodes. That'll be my week 15 predictions that we'll talk about on Thursday. I'm trying to think what time, maybe like around 1 o'clock we'll do it. So I will talk about my, my cowboys making the uh, recent signing that they made yesterday. So we'll talk a little bit about that in the predictions episode. All right. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy this episode, and I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Talk to you then, guys.